Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Malachi, chapter 4, verse 1 through 2a, Paul's second letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 3, verse 6 through 13, the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 21, verse 5 through 19, and Psalm 98. Open our minds, warm our hearts, but also bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. You guys, I have the weirdest job. I have the weirdest job. <laughs> it's, it's a beautiful job. It's, it's a blessed vocation. But it's also really kind of out there. It's, it's really kind of weird. And yesterday, just yesterday, someone asked me to describe it to them. What do you do? What's your job? All I could come up with in the moment was that my job is to see and help people be love in the midst of calamity. And I fail at it a good bit of the time. I should have just read them this passage from Luke. There will be wars, earthquakes, hunger, and death. But this is not the end. All those shiny exhibitions of wealth that we accumulate to distract us from this horror, it will crumble to dust. But don't be afraid. People that you think have it all figured out will help coach you in how to get the fastest sports car and the hottest bod and the picturesque house that is decorated for every single season. and have the most put-together-looking life. And our gospel says, that's crap. <laughs> None of it actually means anything. And though it might bring us a little bit of happiness, it's not what brings us joy. At my deepest core, I believe this, and still, I fail at my job. I want my children to be discerning and polite. I want my house to be clean and orderly. I want my jeans to fit like they did five years ago. <laughs> I am a straight-up human person, and I'm not always amazing at my job. I very much want not to care about material things. 
or ever be overcome by adversity. But sometimes I am. And that's why I know for sure, with absolute certainty, that we need Jesus. Because even those of us who are ordained to tell the good news cannot be the good news. Only Jesus can be that for you. I had a completely different sermon prepared for this week. And then yesterday, I had an amazing experience. I had the experience of being a book in the human library. If you've never heard of this before, it is a lot like what it sounds like. A collection of people with stories to tell gather together at the public library and make themselves available to be read by others. You literally walk in and choose a one-word title and check out a human person, a total stranger, and you get to have a 20-minute conversation with them and ask them anything you ever wanted to know about their life. Some of the titles from yesterday were drag queen, Jew, atheist, furry, black, adult caregiver, and in my case, priest. The overall purpose of this international organization is the destruction of stereotypes. It brings to life the old adage, don't judge a book by its cover. I was honestly completely floored at some of the questions that people asked of me. How are you happy all the time? How do you never have any doubts? And what makes you think that being a Christian is worth your time? All at once, I understood why Jesus says not to prepare your defense in advance. Because honestly, I had thought for weeks leading up to this and even in my training, what kind of questions people might ask of me and none of these were on my list. I wasn't prepared. And so I had a choice. Do I clean it up 
and make it look all neat and lovely and wonderful? Or do I tell the truth? How are you happy all the time? I'm not. How do you never have any doubts? I have plenty to spare. What makes you think that being a Christian is worth your time? I don't always know that it is. But in spite the truth of these answers, I still believe that love is always there in the midst of catastrophe. And that God asked me to help people find it. Sometimes I have wanted to quit. Sometimes the bad stuff seems insurmountable, the chaos too consuming, the allure of materialism too great, the comfort of idleness so appealing. But to this day, I have never in my life seen something more beautiful than a woman of wealth getting down on her hands and knees to scrape guck and leaves and mud out of the gutters of her poor neighbor's home. I have never seen something more majestic than a man spending all day preparing a vegan meal for grieving guests whose faith implores them not to kill for meat. Never have I seen love like that of a spouse who wipes the spit out of the crease of their beloved's lips when they can no longer do that for themselves. And never, ever have I known anything greater than the story of someone willing to give up their life to save others from believing that there's anything greater than love. I have the weirdest job. <laughs> It's the most beautiful job, though, because I get to tell people the story of a man who lived in this world just like us, in this same world that we live in, and to choose to love it rather than just survive it. Yesterday was filled with theodicy for me. It gave me a chance to ask, 
what in the world are we doing here? What is the point of all of this? And how can we be what our creator hopes for us to be? You may have heard the saying, you are what you eat. I don't believe this is just a simple dieting mantra or a catchy weight loss plan. I think it is a profound statement about consumerism, a statement of true and unwavering reality that we as human people quite literally become the things that we consume. I think it works also for you are what you read. Yesterday's experience of human connectedness showed those who served as human books and their human readers that the human story has the power to change everything. That hearing someone else's words and their experience can change what matters to you and what you search for in this life. Stories can change the way you view people and it can change the way you view yourself. It brings into the light the promise that if all people are created in the image of God, which is what we say we believe, that the more we know and understand and read people, the more we know and understand and see God. If all we consume is the news of destruction and hate and violence, if, if all we hear is the noise of consumerism, we begin to believe that that's all there is. Life becomes about getting ahead and having it all, even at the expense of others. But if we look and listen for love, we can have a different story. What if instead of fear and insecurity and scarcity and violence, we consumed goodness and love and kindness? What if instead of eating the bread of anxiety, we saw the beauty of bread that is broken because it can be shared? What if instead of keeping only to ourselves, we opened wide the doors of hospitality? And if instead of sitting in pits of despair, we allowed ourselves to hope for something better?
what would we be like? And what would this world be like? Our collect for today asks us to consume holy scriptures. It asks us to read this story of redemption and belonging, a story of healing, a story of the endurance of the human heart and the human ability to co-create life with God in so many different forms, in children, in art, in gardens, in redeemed social conditions, in friendships. And to do this in the midst of unspeakable horrors. The prayer asks us to read, mark, learn, and inwardly digest this story, to literally take it in and allow this story to be a part of us, to allow the story to change us. I think that's why I do what I do. It's why I keep coming back to this work. Because despite the disaster of this world we live in, I still believe that the greatest story ever told is in that book. And if given the opportunity to testify, his life can be my word. Endurance feels very real today. And I think that as Christian people, we find ourselves running this race and we can often think that we are alone in it. But as I sat last night thinking how to tell this story, I realized that I love my job because it's your job too. So if you find yourself sharing the good news in the midst of a chaotic world, please know that you are not alone. Amen.